This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we chat with sisters Paige and Anna Cody, both of whom have played big roles in the field hockey team's best start since 2006. Plus, Bates football head coach Matt Coyne previews this season, which begins this Saturday at his alma mater, Wesleyan. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The field hockey team is 3-0 for the first time since 2006, and the Bobcats are ranked 15th in the country, having defeated Southern Maine, Bowdoin, and Denison to start the year. The win over Bowdoin was particularly historic, as it's the first time the Bobcats have defeated the Polar Bears in field hockey since 1984. Junior captain Paige Cody and sophomore Anna Cody have played huge roles in the team's great start, tallying seven points apiece. Paige Cody is our female Bobcat of the Week, and she's the NESCAC Field Hockey Player of the Week. Today, both Cody's sisters join the Bobcast. Well, first of all, what a start to the year for the field hockey team. Uh, we have Paige and Anna Cody with us here on the Bobcast. And Paige, let's we'll start with you. NESCAC Player of the Week. What's been working so well through three games? I think this season the entire team is connecting super well, and it's really great that we have so many players. I think that could have been recognized, and I think – um, we were so successful this weekend because everyone showed up ready to play and ready to work hard, and it really was a full team effort. And Anna, what's it like having you know your sister on the team and assisted on goals, or she's assisting you, or vice versa, right? <laughs> yeah, I love having my sister on the team. We've played together for so long, so we just know how each other play, so it's really easy for us to connect on the field. What does it mean to you know, be, be playing so close to home? I mean, what's that experience like also having grown up in the area? Um, it's really awesome. I think our family might love it a little bit more than us because it's a lot easier for them to come to all our games and everything we have. So, yeah, we're pretty lucky that we get to see a lot of familiar faces a few times a week. And then, Anna, take us through this, the boating game. I mean, because that was obviously a massive win for the program. What was the team's attitude coming in? Uh, when did, you know, throughout the game did you start to think, okay, we got this? I mean, you're, you got to the big early lead, right? Yeah, we went into the game already knowing that we put in the work that we like could take on this team because from an outside perspective it would look like Bowdoin's just gonna like completely dominate but we knew coming in we put the work in so we could totally win that game that was completely winnable and so our team's mindset was just like play our game and we know it will go our way and we saw that in the first part we've been working really hard on corners and we scored on some and got some breakaways and so I think it's just really showed about how our team really put in the work and showed what we practiced. Yeah, and Paige, take us through that game from your perspective. I mean, what allowed the team to get the victory in your mind? Um, I think we scored both goals in the first quarter, yeah. so I think we showed up right from the start, and um, maybe we caught Bowden in a little bit of like a lag phase, and then I think we worked so hard on fitness in the off season and over the summer, so I think we were able to just keep our lead throughout the whole second half and really stay at a high intensity and a high level throughout the whole game, which allowed us to win in the end. You mentioned that because Danny mentioned that in preseason is that fitness was a big emphasis. It all started back in spring season last year. We had a four-week spring season where we had practice like sometimes three times a day, Mm. um, speed trainings all the time. And so it really, starting then, we just practiced 
our fitness way more than ever before. And that really pushed us in the summer to not have to catch back up to where we were in season, but to already have a really strong starting point. And so that just led us to all be in like very, very good shape. And then Paige, you were the first Cody to come to Bates, right? At least uh, you know, among you and Anna. What made Bates a place for you in your mind? Initially, I never thought I would come to Bates because it is in Lewiston and so close to home. Um, but when I did my first tour and like met with the coaches and met all the people here, I just like felt like home right away. And so, and then when I think I came here, I just loved it from the start. And I would always tell Anna about that. And I think maybe Bates wasn't initially on her roster. Um, but I think like when she saw how, so my freshman year, we had a pretty good season too. I think when she saw that and like how happy I was, I'm really happy that she decided to come too. <laughs> yeah, what was it like from your perspective, you know, following Paige here? Yeah, initially I didn't want to come here just because she came here. <laughs> and I wanted to like give her her space and everything. But after watching the team just at those games, they just seemed so happy. And it just like really from like everyone watching, just like everyone wants to be a part of that. And she came to me and she's like, I really want you to look at Bates. Like, I really want you to come here. And like, I wouldn't have come if she didn't want me to come here. And so I think that was a really good factor in me deciding to ultimately come. And Paige, not only did you come to Bates, but you also made the decision to take an extra year, right? Or use that extra year of eligibility. You're only a junior now. There's there's two years to separate you two, but you're now only separated by one technically. Yes. So take us through that decision-making process. Um, yeah, I think it was super disappointing my sophomore year mm-hmm. to not have a season. And um, Anna and I actually lost out on a season together in high school when she tore her ACL. So when I saw the opportunity to defer and get that extra season back along with three other girls in my class, which is pretty awesome. Um, I thought it was kind of hard to pass up, and I'm super happy with the decision I made and really excited that not only do we have such a great team this year, but, like, we have almost everyone returning next year as well. So it's really an exciting future. Yeah, this is a junior and sophomore heavy team, isn't it? That's really exciting, right? Yeah, it's very exciting, especially since we're doing so well this year. It's really interesting to think just, like, how much better we'll be next year with, like, the same core team in place. But at the same time, you know, this year, obviously, a 3-0 start. Um, we're talking on Tuesday. You've got Babson tomorrow. Babson's always a battle, right, Paige? Yes. And what's it like going up against them? Um, we know that it's going to be a great game. I mean, they're a great team every year. Um, but I think if we just stick to our style of play and our game, I think that we can come out on top again. And what are your thoughts on, the, you know, the Babson team? You've only played them once, right? You're a sophomore. so But, you know, obviously, you're a tough opponent. They're a very tough opponent. But as Paige said, just like if we play our game, especially on our home field, I think it will be in our favor. How would you describe the style of play of this year's version of Bates Field Hockey? Um, I think we play a pretty unselfish style. So we play a really big passing game, and I think that's what catches teams off guard as they get caught chasing a lot. Um, And I also think we're pretty composed. So if we don't have an option, we'll just pass back, work the ball around, and look for a new opportunity. And I think that's been really successful for us this year. And I think we're really lucky that we don't have, like, one player that we have to rely on. Like, everyone is really solid and came ready to work. So we just have a really, like, deep team, I think, which is awesome. And then you and Sarah Bussell are the two captains. So what's that dynamic like? How how do you provide leadership for the team? Um, I think, like, positivity and working on our culture off the field is, like, just as important as on the field. And I think... Um, just having like everyone feels an equal and knowing that everyone has a role regardless of playing time makes a big difference with attitudes and it makes everyone just super pumped for game day whether you see minutes or not and I think that's super important because everyone just feels really supported by each other. 
Great. Well, Anna, any other thoughts you wanted to share maybe about the season so far? Obviously, a great start, 3-0. and Yeah, I'm just really excited for the rest of the season to see how far we can go, how much better we can do, and hopefully making the NCAA tournament at the end. Yeah, Paige, I mean, sure, I mean, this team, I think your first year, right, was ranked at the end of the season. I mean, yes. you've been on the doorstep, right? Yeah, so we're really excited this year. Right now we're just focusing on the next game yes. and, like, <laughs> um, today instead of, like, getting too caught up with the future. But I think if we keep doing that, then things are looking good for the end of the season. All right, Paige, Cody, Anna, Cody, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. The volleyball team is off to a 3-1 and start to the year with wins over Husson, Regis, and Smith to start the season. The Regis and Smith matches occurred this past Saturday at the Bonnie May Invitational in Northampton, Massachusetts. Junior captain Emma Eide is leading the conference in surface aces per set, and she joins the Bobcast to talk about the team's strong start. Bonnie May Invitational there, Regis and Smith, your most recent matches. Uh, clean sweep there in the same day, so take us through the, the day and how um, well it went for Bates. Yeah, super exciting. We played uh, Smith last year and we lost to them, so we are excited to come back and try again. And um, just both a sweep, which is awesome, even better. Um, and I think we just played super well as a team for our first full weekend together. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, being a team you lost to last year, you, you see that tangible improvement from year to year right now? Oh, for sure. I think having the spring season and the summer also together, um, and just being able to work on some things uh, just really, like, shows up in the season really well. To your teammates, Alyssa Lowther and Julia Newman were named to the all-tournament team. You obviously set them up for their kills. So what makes them such effective uh, hitters for Bates? I know, so exciting. Well, they're both just really strong presences in the front row, mm-hmm. really great blockers, and just, like, super comforting teammates to have on the court as well. Um, super loud, demanding presences, which is so great to have as a setter. I noticed uh, I was at the uh, Hudson match to start the year for, and you like to get some kills in yourself. Um, when do you? How do you look for those opportunities? Um, when it gets a little messy or busy on the other side, hopefully none of the other teams are listening right now, <laughs> hearing my strategies. Um, but like when I see them running around or it's yeah. getting a little crazy on our side, I send one over and hope they're not ready for it. Is that your most fun part of the position? Yeah, that's the best yeah. part. I love it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And then um, you also, against Hudson, the opener had a bunch of service aces like in a row, time and time again. What was working so well on your serve? I don't know. I think it's just like one of those nights. It was just so nice to be back an alumni and have such a great crowd cheering me on. Certainly helped. And then obviously, you know, it seems like serving has been a strength for you and for Kate Hansen as well on this team and a few other people as well. What, how do you practice that in practice? How do you balance that with the other things you have to practice? I think our game plan is just having aggressive serves. Um, we try to at least get it over the net, and that way you have a better chance of hoping the other team reaches for it when it goes out. But just um, sticking to the game plan that Emily sets and working on our aggressive serves. And then this past week you also got to play a nationally ranked team in Babson. Uh, that's obviously always a tough opponent. What do you learn from experience like that? I think even though we lost, we definitely got better. We learned how to come together as a team when we're getting whooped by a nationally ranked team. But it was it was a great experience just seeing and playing with other amazing players and learning faster plays, great defense. And you have a fellow setter, of course, Chrissy Chu as well. How do you kind of um, do you kind of try to mentor her a little bit? Is you, you, you be one of the captains, a little more experienced perhaps? You know, Chrissy's great to have. Um, she's my biggest cheerleader always during timeouts. Um, 
letting me know what she sees on the other side and we do a lot of setter work together so it's just great to have especially because she's from New Jersey have somebody close from home that I'm working closely with in practices. Yeah, it's like a, almost a mini New Jersey reunion up here with Alyssa Lowther and Chrissy Chu. We talked about this before you you did or did not play with Alyssa in high school? Uh, not in high school, no, but I played, we played from the same club team. Same club team, just yes. not together, though. Correct, yeah. Gotcha, okay. So what's it been like working with her through these years now? And it seems like you have a really good chemistry. It's great, it's great. Um, we get to play together in the summer, which is super nice, and get to work on our setter-middle connection, which I think helps a lot and translates well to when we get back in Bates. How about this first-year class? Pretty impressive. I mean, there's six of them. seems like they've, they've adjusted pretty well. I think they're all, they came in strong, super eager to play, worked really hard over the summer and still are in the weight room and in practices. Um, I'm super excited for them next year to see what they're going to be able to do. They just keep getting better and better every day. And then your fellow captain is uh, Maddie Broda, who is a, a Mainer. Uh, how do you work with her kind of to provide leadership for this team? I think Emily has us doing a lot of uh, work together and trying to have Maddie and I kind of be the behind the scenes captains and um, working with like off the court things and so it's just great to have somebody as cheerful and positive as Maddie um, just working with the team and keeping us positive and working on our inspire word one of the letters is next so just keeping about keeping remembering what's next all the time. Great and then in volleyball I've talked with Emily about this of course a little bit of a pioneers with the TikTok uh, <laughs> how are you enjoying that? <laughs> it's fun. We got a little, Nat has a little surprise video for us every day, a little <laughs> question waiting outside the locker room. Never know what to expect. <laughs> so that's one of the things you got to help out with the TikTok videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you always have to be ready. <laughs> Great. Well, your thoughts on the 3-1 and start to the year for the volleyball team? I'm excited. I think we did really, really well, and Babson was a great learning experience, and I think Bowdoin should be getting a little scared. I'm so excited. All right, Emma Idy, thanks so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. The men's soccer team is 2-1 and one after one week of play, including a 2-0 victory over the University of New England Monday at Garcelon Field. Senior captain Alec Shorsevich tallied a pair of goals to start the year at Maine Maritime Academy, and he is our male Bobcat of the Week. Well, Alec is one of the captains on the team. You know, three matches in, a 2-1 and one start for the Bobcats. Give me some initial impressions you've had of the season so far. Yeah, so definitely pleased with, with the couple wins we've had. Um, also pleased with the performance in the boating game. Unfortunate last kind of 10 minutes for us, but I thought through 80 minutes it was one of our better NESCAC performances in, in my time here at Bates. Um, optimistic about, about the team moving forward. I think we had a really strong preseason, a really intense preseason. Um, so we're, we're kind of in a place where we're an extremely fit team now. And Coach Riskins pushed us really hard. Um, but again, I think not necessarily the start we would have wanted in, in NESCAC play against Bowdoin and, and looking forward to kind of pushing forward uh, against Williams. Well, the first game, let's go back to uh, last Tuesday, Maine Maritime. You had a pair of goals there on the road, a brace. Um, tell me about those goals. Take us through them. Yeah, so first goal was, was a really fantastic cross-in from John O'Connor, who's been playing excellently at the defensive midfield role this season. Um, just kind of had a flick on header to the back post. Second goal, um, again, another really good ball in from my teammate Caesar, one of the first years who's been playing really well. Um, and then just kind of a quick turn and more of an instinctual finish. Uh, so I was very pleased with, with those two goals. Um, again, happy to, to get the win in that game and uh, did miss a penalty kick towards the end of that one. So wasn't able to complete the hat trick, oh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah, happy with, with the individual performance in that one for sure. Have you ever had a hat trick in your no, uh, that's, soccer that was No, that was definitely the, the disappointment. Closest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't able to complete it towards the end there. 
Well, and then, you know, looking at the season kind of moving forward, you got another home game. Um, we're talking on Tuesday tomorrow against uh, Husson there at Russell Street. So these non-conference games, you had one on Monday. Um, how, how are you approaching these games maybe compared to the NESCAC in terms of team development and whatnot? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely always a very different uh, type of game when you play an out-of-conference game versus a NESCAC game. Not necessarily that those games are, are less intense, but just a very different opponent. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things we've we've been focusing on in these out-of-conference games is they do tend to play a much more defensive style against us. And so the challenge has been how can we break them down uh, and find ways to create and score goals. And I think in the past we've had some difficulty with that. We've, we've actually lost some out-of-conference games um, to MMA my sophomore year and then to UMF last year. And so... This year so far, we've done a good job um, not getting frustrated after the first half. We went into halftime, both of these two out-of-conference games at 0-0. We haven't gotten frustrated, and we've eventually found ways to break these teams down. So I think that's been been kind of the biggest focus for us in, in these out-of-conference games. And then when it comes to the conference games, obviously you got got to flip the switch because the intensity really ramps up. Certainly, and speaking of that intensity, I mean the boating game. I was there. I mean, uh, I, Iwowo went up and had a, a collision. Like there was some big, big time, you know, plays and and you know made by both sides in terms of the physicality of those games. Right? How do you prepare yourself for that? Yeah, I think he had to get like nine stitches for that. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so definitely a, a very tough play. He's he's a great teammate. Yeah. Um, I think the the best way to prepare is just experience, and and we're lucky that we have four to five guys with three or four years of experience now. So so really just trying to build off of what they can bring. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, we do have a lot of first years who are getting significant minutes. Yeah. And so that Bowdoin game was really the first experience of NESCAC play for, for I think half of our starting lineup, maybe even more. Um, and so that's been a challenge for us. And I think having that Bowdoin game now under our belts, understanding that you can't switch off at, at any point in the game and, and you can't lose focus even in the last 10 minutes is going to be huge for us in the Williams game if we do get a lead or or if it's close towards the end of that game. And then, you know, as a forward, as a a captain on the offensive side, kind of, uh, you have a lot of young guys you're working with, right? Take us through some of these young forwards who are, I mean, Tifa had a goal there, obviously, against Bowen. He's a sophomore, but you also had the first year you touched on too, right? Yeah, so we've been starting uh, Tifa, Caesar, Hoover, and uh, Rawson up front, and all three of them have, have really done excellently so far. I think Tefei is going to score a lot of goals this year. You mentioned he, he had one already against Bowdoin, um, a really fantastic finish. And I think he, he just, you could see kind of flashes of brilliance last year, and this year he's really started to put it together and start to put the finishing touch on some of his uh, dribble moves and kind of drives into the box, and that's going to be something that we're, we're looking forward to this year. Another one I mentioned is, is Caesar. Um, he came into preseason, and, and we didn't really know a ton about him, and he just impressed right away. And so I think he's going to get a lot of minutes this year. Again, he's someone who I think will start scoring goals. Um, hasn't gotten off the mark yet, but has had, had a bunch of chances and just hasn't been able to, to put him away. But I think once he gets going, he's, he's going to score a lot of goals for us too this year. So I'm really optimistic about our, our forward play. I think talent-wise, it's, it's as good as it's ever been here in, in my time at Bates. Um, and even though they are kind of younger guys, they're, they're going to be able to make a mark this season. Terrific. Well, take us back, actually, because we don't get a ton of transfers here, but you yeah. started off at a Division One school, right, at Holy Cross, and then decided to transfer to Bates. Take us through that process and what led you here. Yeah, so unfortunately at, at Holy Cross, I broke my ankle the day before our first game. Um, so didn't have necessarily the soccer experience I was looking for my freshman year and, and kind of started to realize that there were other important aspects of the college experience. Um did a few visits. I, I knew kind of pretty soon in my Holy Cross uh, experience that I wanted to transfer. Did a few visits to different schools and, and really fell in love with Bates while I was here. 
Um, I met with Coach Sheik, who at the time was the head coach, and had a really strong relationship with him. And then just getting to know the types of people at Bates and the types of teammates I would have, um, felt really confident that, that they were good people, that they were down to earth, um, and I would be able to make, make just a lot of friends here. And I, and I ultimately realized at, during my time at Holy Cross that that's what was more important to me than, than the soccer piece. Um, so yeah, I made the transfer and couldn't be happier I did. I've, I've absolutely loved my experience here at Bates and hopefully can cap it off with, with a good senior season. Yeah, and then Coach Ritzkin, obviously, in from head coach this year. Um, you, you work with him, obviously, a lot. We talked about this before, but Rosario Leadership Academy yep. on and off the pitch. So that's that's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's a fantastic person, simple as that. Um, and I think what's impressed me the most is that last season he was kind of in a role where he was more of a friend to a lot of the players. And now stepping into that head coach role, he's really had to switch mm. uh, his tone a little bit and, and kind of switch the, the way people view him. Um, and I think he's done a fantastic job of that, and he's really commanded respect from the team. Um, so I've been in, just incredibly impressed with, with him through the first few weeks of the season. Uh, it hasn't necessarily shown in the results yet, but I think it will once we get into to more difficult NESCAC competition. Um, and, and, yeah, again, I just I think he's, he's done a really excellent job so far. Great. Well, last question for you. Finish this sentence for me. Bates gets back to the NESCAC tournament if? We concede less than five goals in NESCAC play putting a real, real emphasis on defense in our NESCAC matches this season. Mm -hmm. It's something we did my sophomore year. We conceded, I think, six goals in NESCAC play, mm -hmm. and we got five games left. So so moving forward, if we can concede less than a goal every two games, um, I think we're, we're going to make it back to the NESCAC. All right, Alec, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Aaron. The women's soccer team is also 2-1 after the first week of the season, with victories over Maine Maritime and Husson. Senior Captain Courtney Gray netted what proved to be the game-winning goal against the Mariners, and she gives us her take on the young season. Well, Courtney, three matches into the women's soccer season, a 2-1 start to the year for the Bobcats, a victory um, Monday yesterday there over Husson at Garcelon Field. Take, as a senior captain, take me through kind of your initial impressions of the team so far. Yeah, we've had a great start. I mean, just seeing our growth since, like, when I was a freshman to now is really incredible. And, yes, as you said, we've had – Two great wins out of conference, getting it done, even though we probably could have been winning by more. Just like being able to grind those wins out has been super important to us. And even just having a close game against Bowdoin was huge as well. And then, yeah, you mentioned, you know, you being a senior. You're actually a fifth-year senior. <laughs> you're graduating there in December. So take us through the thought process of coming back for this, you know, final uh, uh, year of eligibility, if you will, right? Yeah, I was super excited to be able to come back for a fifth year, especially since a lot of my time here has been kind of rebuilding this women's soccer program. So being able to be here this year is just really important to me because I feel like we are going to be really competitive in the NESCAC um, this season. So just like kind of getting to reap the reward from all that hard work that the program has gone through was really special. Well, it must have been cool then to see, I think it was, what, a pair of first years yesterday who scored the goals. That's yes. got to be cool <laughs> to see, right? Yeah, it's just, like, really reflective of, like, how much this program has changed. Like, bringing in girls who are really, like, making a difference in the program right off the bat is, like, great to see, especially in some of the first games. And just, like, having players coming in that are just making the program better is um, really important for us. Tell me about this group of captains. You have yourself, of course. You have CeCe Pilgrim, Charlotte Jones. You have Elizabeth Patrick as well, uh, Joanna Cloutier. So it's a, a, a big group of captains. But tell us about uh, how you you, um, you know divide up the leadership by your responsibilities, right? Yeah, so um, in this program, we're really focused on like 
not just having one or two pinpoint people for leadership for captaincy it's really about like a lot of girls being leaders on this program and so part of the reason for like having a lot of captains first of all it's indicative of how many people are leaders on this team just because the captain's votes did come from the team um but also just making sure that like as a captain it really just means that we're going up for the coin toss it's everyone on the team is leaders the other seniors are are leaders on this team so I think having five captains we all work really well together we kind of divvy up the leadership roles but also just making sure that everyone on the team is and can be a leader so I know it's your fifth year but take us back to New York high school what (laughs) made you Bates the place for you Oh, gosh, that was a long time ago. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I was really looking at a lot of NESCAC schools, and I spent the day with um, a girl on the team during short term. And honestly, just, like, I know a lot of people say that it's the people, but just, like, the vibe that I got from everyone on campus was just very different from some of the other NESCAC schools that I toured. And I just really liked the girls on the team um, and was just excited to come here and um, be somewhat close to home. So, yeah. What are some points of emphasis the team is kind of focused on, you know, after this two and one start to, you know, maybe, you know, pick up some more wins in NESCAC play. Like you got a couple last year, obviously looking to build on that. What are some points of emphasis? What's going to be key to doing that? Yeah, I think honestly, like NESCAC games are like so close because the teams, all the teams are so competitive. So it really just comes down to grit and who wants it more. And I think in previous years, our skill level or like our team as a whole may not have been up to par, but this year we really are. So it like honestly really just comes down to like who wants it more. Like getting the first goal is going to be really important for us this year because like as stats have shown from previous years, like getting the first goal in a NESCAC game is like very, very important to getting the win. So that's going to be a focus for us going into these next games. Terrific. Well, any other thoughts on the start of the season so far we haven't got to talk about you wanted to share? Um, I think just, like, getting even, like, our, our loss against Bowdoin, it was, like, super, super close, and we were frustrated by that, whereas, like, a few years ago, like, that would have been a great score for right. us. So it just yeah. – and even last night, like, we got the win, but, like, we were still frustrated that we didn't score more goals. Mm. So just, like, being frustrated by wins and, like, really close games just kind of shows, like, how – much this program has risen over the past few years. Great, Courtney, great. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron. The women's tennis team is hosting the Wallach Invitational this Saturday and Sunday to open their fall season. Head coach Paul Gassingay gives us a preview. We've got Brandeis, Trinity, and Colby. A little bit smaller field than in past years, but we have a big team, and it's going to allow us to get all our players in the mix, which was the intent. Great, and then tell me about your captains, Joanna Atwater, and Laura Littlefield, they're both seniors. What makes them such great leaders? Uh, I think they've been leading from day one, and uh, I think on the court they they fight to the end and they really battle. And, you know, last year JoJo had some huge wins over uh, top opponents like Williams, and, and Laura was always, like, in the battle all the way to the end and had some big wins for us as well. But it's, it's how they are off the court and their organizational skills and just the way they are with uh, – their teammates, everyone's included, and they're made to feel like part of the family. So, they're, yeah, they're they're a great pair. And then you have a new assistant coach. Tell us about her. Yeah, Magda Stepnik is uh, amazing. She comes from 
originally from Florida Southern, uh, played uh, high-level tennis, D2 down there in a really tough league, and then just uh, finished up her grad assistant program at Smith and was helping coach their teams and very excited to have her with us. Her expertise is in sports science and she's heavily involved in our uh, weight training and physical training and recovery and it's all, you know, the newest science and and doing it the right way. So uh, very excited about that. And she's going to help our other athletes in the department as well because she's working in our varsity labs and Mm. helping a lot of uh, other teams as well. Terrific. And then tell us a little bit about the format this year for, I mean, Saturday and Sunday, right? Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be flighted events, Mm -hmm. uh, three singles flights um, and two doubles. And so we'll have multiple players in each draw and a single elimination format but we will have a back draw at least one round if the weather is cooperating certainly well how does the weather look have you looked <laughs> i think it looks great actually yeah. but right. knock on wood <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it always makes for a nice event when we can play in that beautiful tennis center that we're so blessed to have and uh, obviously we have a, a beautiful backup facility indoors but it's nice to be outdoors when we can this time of the year yeah, certainly. And then, obviously, uh, for the women, this is – it used to be, I think, a doubles-only event, and it recently changed, right, a few years ago? Correct. Uh, it's a week later this year, so uh, last year was the first weekend of, of school, and uh, we wanted to, to push it a week later, uh, get us tuned up for the ITA uh, championships, which are coming up the following week. And uh, I wanted them to get reps in singles and doubles, and – with a smaller field that allowed us the opportunity to do that. Obviously, you have some first years as well. What do you hope they get out of this experience, their first collegiate tennis matches? I'm super excited for Bella, Natalie, and Grace. Uh, They're amazing people, just like everyone else on the team, but they just bring a spark. And so far, they they look really solid on the court and are going to bring a new energy and uh, really excited for their level. And I think they're going to do well. Great. And then based on you know, kind of the team you saw last year, um, what are some things, points of emphasis for the team to take the next step forward this season? Well, it's a continuation. You know, it's a journey for four years. And, you know, everyone is a year older, uh, smarter, wiser. Hmm. Uh, we're still reinforcing a lot of the same things. I think John Wooden said it best is, you know, what are the the first, you know, seven steps in, in coaching and it, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. And yeah. and we keep reinforcing and we keep doing that uh, and we keep adding to, to that base. But what I'm really psyched about is it, that transition that the first years from last year make to their sophomore year, the, the level of confidence, the way they are in school, it's, they're coming back home now. And so obviously the the veterans, the upperclassmen, you know, it's for them, this is normal. Uh, but to see that change in the sophomores is really exciting because they're strong and uh, they're more confident and they're just like every other sophomore at Bates, more adjusted. Yeah. And just looking at the fall schedule in general, you mentioned obviously the ITAs that are coming up um, September 23 through 25. Those are at Williams for the women. And then also you do get another, you get, you get a home match against Indica on the 15th. So that's got to be something for them to look forward to also, to, uh, a team match instead of individuals. Yeah, we try to play one team match uh, mm-hmm. in the fall just to give everyone sort of a sense of what that feels like before we take a break for the winter and then it gets us you know more familiar with that that mode of play and and not just as an individual playing but you're playing with the whole team and and how you have to interact together and how you have to motivate each other and 
um, I think it's really important to get one of those in in the fall just to give us sort of that uh, sense of how it is to, to play a team match together. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about the Wallach Women's Invitational coming up this weekend? Just fired up to yeah. get in the action and play and, and get to coach them while they're playing someone else from another team. So uh, uh, looking forward to it. The Bates football team is ready to roll this Saturday at 1 p.m. when the Bobcats visit Wesleyan. New head coach Matt Coyne tells us what we can expect to see from the Bobcats in 2022. Well, it's finally game week here on the Bates Bobcast. Head coach Matt Coyne previewing the football season with us. And first of all, coach, I want to ask you about the opener being at your alma mater, who you were literally just a coach at last year. How excited are you to go to Wesley and, and you know, face some guys who you're very familiar with? Yeah, it's uh, definitely exciting. There's a lot of emotions uh, built into it. I don't think I'll really feel them all until uh, I'm there, uh, you know, at Andrews Field that Saturday. Um, but we understand the challenge. They're a great team. Um, obviously, I've coached a lot of those guys, have, have strong relationships from the recruiting process with them and um, the developmental process. And we know the challenge ahead. Um, we respect Wesleyan, and, and we understand the, the past five, six years, they've been very, very good. So we have to you know, bring our best to the table and go out there and compete and um, you know, lay it all on the line when we get there Saturday. And got a lot of position battles in camp, some of them still up in the air, especially on offense. What's it like seeing you know, these quarterbacks compete, these running backs compete for playing time? Uh, it's been great. I think holistically on the whole team, I think there's a, there's this sense of, um, you know, competitive nature of where we're looking to see the best 11 to get out there. And right now, you know, offensively, we have a lot of battles going on. Um, you know, obviously up front, we have a, a lot of guys that have played a lot of snaps that we feel very comfortable with, um, you know, across the front. You know, you think about Quinn Woods, Cam Winslow, uh, you know, Pete Simplicio, those guys, and Cole DeMagistris, obviously. Uh, one of our captains, uh, very good players that have, have logged a lot of snaps together. Nicky Florio, another fifth-year mm -hmm. senior that has logged a lot of snaps. And, and some younger guys as well that have been really competing, uh, you know, hard through the camp season. And, you know, Matt Shriver's one that, that really comes to mind that really elevated through the spring. And then there's a few other guys as well um, that are really doing a good job with Coach Watchers in that room, um, you know, branching out from the O-line. Obviously, our receivers have some experience in that room as well, led by Sean Bryant, one of our captains. Um, you know, Muhammad Diawara, you know, Jackson Hayes, Christian Al, very, very good players, you know, that this league knows. Um, they've been playing for, you know, three plus years. They've logged a lot of games. And then, you know, we're just having some battles across the board, obviously, um, on the offense side with running back quarterback. And, and we'll see how that thing plays to fruition when we get to game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a lot of offensive linemen there. Um, last year, I remember before the year, everyone was kind of like, well, who's going to be on the line? We didn't know. And then the offensive line was like one of the biggest strengths of the team. I mean, what have you seen about these guys? What, what makes them such a good unit, in your opinion? I think they're just close-knit. I think uh, when you get in the offensive line room, you know, those guys, you know, have a very strong bond, a strong relationship, um, the ability to communicate. Um, they're big. That's, that's a big plus as well. And they're, they're physical and they're um, athletic, you know, and I think the – they have a very strong relationship that, that carries over onto the field and allows them to really effectively communicate and execute. Yeah, you mentioned the captains um, on offense, at least, Cole DeMattress and uh, Sean Bryant. What makes them such strong leaders individually? Uh, I mean, I think they've been through a lot. You know, I think they've uh, grown up at a fast pace here, um, especially, you know, during their time with some of the, some of the uh, good and bad calluses, as I call it, um, throughout their experiences. Um, but they're just great young men. Um, they care. They, they, they love the team. You know, they love each other. Uh, and that really, you know, carries over into how they lead, and they're super effective, and, you know, they've done a great job, you know, throughout the spring and then obviously through our camp now. 
Now, on the defensive side of the ball, the headliner, of course, returning first-team All-Nescat linebacker Tony Hooks. He also is a captain, nominee for the Campbell Trophy. I mean, what have you seen from him in camp? I mean, what have you maybe learned about him that you didn't know coming in? Um, you know, that I, the one thing I learned about him is that I missed on him at Wesleyan when I was recruiting him. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I mean, he's, he's a top-notch player, um, better person too. So he's got the combination that's going to make him super successful in life, not only on the football field, um, we've seen that with, you know, him getting his first full-time job with Fidelity. I mean, he's, he's done it well in the classroom. And, you know, I think as a leader, he he just exemplifies everything. I mean, he's the guy that's the voice of the defense, um, leads by example, is, shows up on time, is there early, and, and stays late. So, you know, he's definitely the heartbeat of the defense. But there's a lot of guys on that D as well um, that are competing right now and, and trying to figure out who those top 11 are going to be, you know, when we get out in the field Saturday. Great, and then Muhammad Kubali was also all NESCAC last year. Nice to have a corner who you can trust. Kuli's an awesome person as yeah. well. You know, I really appreciate building my relationship with him. He's a competitor at heart. Um, obviously, he goes against Hom, his cousin, every day, yeah, that's and right. uh, you know, so he gets good. They get good work um, from each other. But you know, I think he's done a really good job adapting to Coach Ergo's defense, um, understanding you know what he's expecting philosophy-wise and, and execution-wise, and you know, I think uh, you know his experience is going to help him a lot this year. One thing I always love about going to football practice is seeing how competitive the two units, offense and defense, are against each other. Like, they really seem like they don't like each other, but they do. <laughs> it's a yeah, good battle. It's, uh, it's one of those things that you have to build that competitiveness into practice so yeah. it doesn't shell shock you when you get out there Saturday. Yeah. I think that's one of the things we've done a really good job at in our practice is understanding how to practice so that we're able to get that type of work um, and, and that level uh, – of competitiveness without having you know injuries happen and that's the big uh debate when you go into a practice is how much work are you going to get to prepare and if you practice the right way you're able to do that effectively and so uh, you know as coaches we all love that competitive nature we all love the fact that our guys are going at it and there is some chippiness to it but we all know we're just trying to make each other better um and that's the key piece any um younger players who have kind of stood out in camp maybe that you wanted to mention uh, I think, you know, overall we got a, you know, a good group that we brought in. You know, I think a lot of them are, are just uh, they're learning the systems, they're understanding, yeah. hey, where we're uh, at from, you know, just operating as a, as a college student as well. There's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously starting classes up and getting into their schedule. I think, you know, the group we brought in as a whole, I'll say, has helped us immensely with our roster, just being able to practice the right way, you know, being able to execute from, you know, scout teams, not having to have, you know, first D, service first O, and all those types of deals. So I think all those kids have come in, um, you know, with a great mindset, and they're just competing. So I don't think there's one that sticks out right now. I think there's a a large group that have just, you know, put themselves in positions to find some time on the field. And then from a special teams perspective, what are some points of emphasis this fall? Uh, You know, special teams has been – a really big emphasis on our on our side here you know obviously we want to execute um, understand that how important that that phase of the game is you know it's one third um, of the game and mm-hmm. you know for us we feel like in order for us to execute properly you know throughout the season we're gonna have to be you know really well disciplined on the special teams unit um, whether that's our kickoff kick return our punt punt return you know our PAT field goal or field goal block all those little things that you know when you look back on a game um, and should you come out short-sided you're like well this is a big part of why, you know, and when you come out on top, you're like, that was a big part of why. So just to getting them some some really, you know, competitive reps and game situations, situational football in the special teams world as well, um, just so that we're able to understand how important that is. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, will help balance us out against some of the, the top teams in our league. One thing that's interesting is we had so many, quote-unquote, seniors last year, 
who made the choice to come back for another season. What does that say about this group? I mean, they're close. They're, they're yeah. so close. They love each other, and they just want a great experience. And, you know, from my end, I hope that's what we're giving them. You know, as a coaching staff, that was the main point is to make sure they have a great experience throughout this process because we understand sort of some of the trials and tribulations that they've been through. But ultimately, they need to realize how much this is just going to help them in life. Um, you know, football is a microcosm of life. And then when they leave this place and they move on to do great things in the world, they'll realize they'll fall back on some of these um, experiences and, and some of the learned qualities that they've gotten throughout this process um, and be able to use those um, in some more difficult situations that you experience that right now they probably don't even realize yet you know um, but you know this experience for them is great and honestly for them to come back and trust in you know our staff I think that uh, you know we can't say enough about that you know we appreciate that greatly and we understand that we have some great kids in this room and we're having a ton of fun doing this. And I'm curious, you know, you being a first-year head coach here and in your career, but obviously having played and coached the NESCAC for many years, what are some challenges you might be anticipating that you might run into that you haven't faced before, perhaps? Uh, there's a laundry list there, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's, uh, I always say it all the time, you don't know what you don't know yet. Yeah. And, and I talk to the team about it all the time that, hey, the mistakes you guys make, we're all going to make some mistakes mm -hmm. at time, but we have to learn and grow and diminish those and turn those into successes. Um, I think just when you're in the moment, it's just how, you know, over-preparation. I think that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is just playing out simulations in your head, and obviously it's just so different when you're in the moment. And, and you know, some coaches coach off feel, some coaches coach off of analytics, some coaches, you know, have a different, you know, and I'm going to experience those in-moment games and in the games and, and really come out and figure out what type of coach I'm going to be um, and, and our staff. You know, I think I rely a lot on the staff. I think they're great, and uh, I think they provide a lot of support for me. Um, and, and even in the situations that we're practicing right now, we run into them all the time, and we're like, hey, like, how would we have done this differently? Would you have done this differently? And ultimately, you know, I know it comes down to my decision. I have to live with that. But I take, uh, you know, their two cents in a lot because, you know, they're great people and great coaches. So we're going to just go through it and we're going to, you know, figure it out on the run. But we're going to be prepared for, for every situation. A big shout out to the Bates women's golf team for winning the Polar Bears shootout on Saturday. And congratulations to first year Ruby Haylock for winning individual medalist honors at the event. We hope to catch up with Ruby in a future episode. Plus. Don't forget to come to Pineland Farms this Saturday as the women's and men's cross-country teams host the Bates Invitational. We'll catch you next time on the Bates Bobcast.